0: The World Prayer Center and the Praying Family Chapel presents 10 Days Fasting and Prayer Convocation Theme Divine Manifestation The date is July 3rd to July 16th, 2017 At the Porter City Mutual Pram Pram Road Morning and Evening Sessions All night at 10pm 7th and 14th July Host is Prophet Seo Pukusa Kodee Charisma is a gift if a girl stands to sing in a church and say, please stand up and give the Lord a wave, then they start, ah, Ha ah, 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 Jesus. And then you cannot do it. And then, that is called charisma. Some of you, you have charisma of walking. The way God designed your leg, when you put it in a high heel and you are walking, your steps can make people hit their car behind other people's car. Some two walk like double, double, but then they take one step. They have to take it and shake it. All oh, the difference are there. And now, The message. I am always excited when I had the privilege to talk to you about your family life because it's very, very important to God. Hallelujah. I said that God's original intention, if you want to know God's original intention for anything, you have to go to the book of beginnings and the book of beginnings has to do with the book of Genesis. The book of Genesis has to do with God's original intention for everything. And when you study that book very carefully, you will realize that in the book of Genesis, God didn't start a church. He started a family. I wish I can have an amen for that. Uh, I say in the book of Genesis, God didn't start a church. He started what? A family. Hallelujah. Let us make man in our image. Let us make man in our image. He started a family. Adam and Eve, Cain and Abel. Uh, set and all that, it was a family God started. Hallelujah. It was after the fall that God decided to restore the family in the form of a church. Amen. Amen. So, by scale of preference, if I can use that economic term, then um, the family is more important to God than the church. Even though the church is important. Hallelujah. I say by scale of preference because there, there are two reasons why I said that. The first reason is that Um, thank God for the church, but it's the families that make the church. Am I teaching the right people here? I say it's the families that make the church. So the state of the family determines the state of the church. I say the state of the family will be determined by the state of the church, which means that if you have a strong family, you have a strong church. If you have a weak family, you have a weak church. It is the state of the family. If you come in the gathering, the ecclesia, the gathering of the people, the church, when we come and the people sitting there are sound, they have peace, and they have all the joy and the strength to serve the Lord, the state of the joy they have at home will also affect the growth, the development, and the spiritual state of the church. Hallelujah. What are you going to preach to a woman whose husband has beaten her? and he has lost two cents of his teeth sitting in the church. Hallelujah. No matter what you are preaching, I mean, he's dealing with all kinds of things. Are you getting what I'm talking about? But what is going to happen to a family that come to church, the husband loves the wife, the wife submits to the husband, ch- children are sound. Are you here? Yes. And they are sitting in church, and they are enjoying the word of God. And they are, I mean, whatever I assignment to give them in church, they do it with the depth of their heart. Because they know that the God they serve is also providing and, 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 and meeting all their needs, And they have a sound mind. Their husbands love them. Their wives love their husbands. They are living in a very sound atmosphere. Then you have heaven on earth. Hallelujah. So I always counted a very high privilege too. And interestingly, um, um, the family life is one of the things that we have really neglected in the church. Hallelujah. We are so much into spirituality, and thank God for those things, the fasting and the prayer, that we have sometimes just put the family life aside, and we are not giving it attention. In fact, a lot of the churches can go around the whole year, and they have not done any family life program. Hallelujah. Assuming that, okay, I am here to cast out your demons, and I am here to just heal your sick, and when your husband is beating, you go and deal with it. Amen. Amen. I am here to make sure that you are a zealous, soul winning uh, young lady in the church, young man. Uh, but if you are choosing a wrong partner, it is your own cup of tea. Hallelujah. Now, if you can teach people to give, and we can teach people to to be prayerful and we are teaching people to fast because some of you learn a lot of fasting when you came to hear the things we preach here. Can I get a word? Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. It's not that you were not fasting, but the knowledge you have in the fasting now is making you fast in another dimension altogether. And it comes as a result of knowledge because you see, truth is reflective. It's very reflective, hallelujah. Once you discover the truth, there's a way. If you encounter truth on anything, you don't need to uh, we don't need to anoint you with zomi and gas oil and injury oil, we don't need to anoint you with uh, 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 what do we call it? Uh, Ajongo, just the truth as a way of just reflecting. It means that if you encounter truth on divine health, you, you don't need to be cast a demon, the secrets will just leave, it's just reflective. If you encounter truth on prosperity without any effort, you see that you are making it in life. Things are getting better. Hallelujah. The same way you need to encounter truth on how to have successful marriage. You need to encounter truth in who to choose as your future partner. Hallelujah. Because once you decided that you say yes to a young man, there are things you have to put in a factor. One, he's going to be your husband. He's going to be the father of your children. He's going to be the one you look to in leadership. And guess what? If you have to make the wrong choice. Hallelujah. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Sometimes there might not be anything wrong with you, but it has to do with the choices you make in life. Because life is about decisions and choices. You can be doing well until you make the one wrong choice. And one wrong choice starts shifting your life on a tangent and going on another dimension just because you make one wrong, wrong choice. Hallelujah. Adam chose to eat the fruit and thank God for Christ. But if Jesus didn't come, what would be our fate? Hmm, how many? Are you getting it? So it's about choices and it's about decisions. Huh? You decide that then you make the choice. So it's very crucial. It's not something you can take for granted. at all. Let me tell you this. The reason why this thing is very important is that sometimes if the marriage is not working, everything will not be working. Because it's, very, it's, it's a pivot. It's the point to make everything work. Hallelujah. Once your family life, once you go home and you are not sound and you are under pressure, I've seen men become drunkards because of the person they choose to marry. I've seen women become something because of the man they choose to marry. In fact, sometimes if the struggle is so strong, coming home becomes a bad day. You are in hurry to leave the house. And when you are coming back, it's a burden. I've, I've cancer people like that. I've cancer people that want to stay in the beer bar. They are Christians and drink until they go home drunk. And they just go to bed and sleep. I've seen people who are living in the room. And the man is living sleeping in the guest house. And the woman is in the bedroom. And they are there. And sometimes they can leave. Nobody is talking. And, and if the house is not excited, how are you, what are you there to come and do? And it's as a result of the choice you make. I pray for you that you make the right choice. I pray for you that you make the right decision and I always be saying that it's better not to marry at all because singlehood is a gift from God. He gives you the opportunity to serve God with 101 percent I mean uh, uh, what do you call the zeal and vigor to just serve God single who means that once you are living a single wife with purity you God has your hundred percent attention and God can use you in a very powerful way hallelujah I believe strongly that one of the things that made God use Paul mightily was as a result of but nobody could marry Paul who's going to marry if you marry that man every time your your hand your heart is in your hand the man is beating here in in, in ephesus and he's stony here in some place and the man is under shipwreck sometimes too with no light. Oh man, that man is a very powerful man. Hallelujah. And, 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 and so, and so um, singing hope is a blessing and it is better sometimes not to marry than going to marry and having problems. Can I tell you this? Marriage has taken people to hell. They were on their way to heaven until they marry and who they chose diverted their course. And I've seen people who on their way to hell and who they marry, send them to heaven. Vice versa. I heard the sister say, you want that one? You will surely get that one. Hallelujah. Oh yeah, it happened in the Bible several times. Two thieves were crucified with Jesus. They were on their way to hell until one confessed that, master, today when you go to uh, your kingdom, remember me, Jesus said, today you'll be with me in paradise. What a wow. How can you still two minutes to die? Bam, you are in heaven. Oh Jesus Christ, hallelujah. Are you getting what I'm talking about? You still in life, you are you are you are a, 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 a major general thief, and then you have been stolen all your life, and just three seconds to close your eyes and die, bam, on your way to heaven. Hallelujah. Somebody was on his way to heaven and diverted straight to heaven because of who he met and the decision he made. You see, all of them could have lambasted Jesus. Two thieves. One of them was in short, he said, You claim you are a man of God. You claim you are a prophet. If you are a prophet, save yourself and save us. And the other one said, Shut We deserve what we did, but this man doesn't deserve it. And he went straight and said, Master, today when you go to your kingdom, remember me. Immediately, his name entered the book of life. He said, Today you'll be with me in paradise. Can you imagine? Jesus was entering paradise and enter his, the most notorious thief. Enter heaven by one decision. It means that. Between heaven and earth, it's just a thin line. You can be serving God with all the desire, all the love until you marry a caricature man. You wake up, you are going to church, you say you are not going anywhere. I don't want you to enter that kind of church. I'm telling you. And when the person becomes an assignment on your life, because you see, if you marry, your husband is your husband, but he's not your Lord. The reason why marriage shouldn't take you to hell, even if you marry a man, it's not, going to, it's, it's not serving God. You must serve God Is that. Two people be sleeping in the bed, God will take one and leave one. It means that salvation is a personal choice. It has nothing to do, but when you marry the right person, it helps you. You see, let me tell you this. There is nothing like having somebody around you who helps you to get closer to God. Nothing can be compared to that. Somebody around your life who encourages you, who motivates you, and helps you get closer to God. And that is why you cannot take this family life for granted. Hallelujah. So I want to speak to you a little while I give you the opportunity to ask questions. How many of you want to have a happy marriage? Hallelujah. Now, are you sure? Amen. And I, <laughs> uh, Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. How many of you don't want to have a happy marriage? How many of you don't want to marry at all? Oh, just everybody here is really prepared. Uh, who wants to stay single in this cold weather? Hallelujah. Yeah. Praise God forevermore. Amen. Everybody wants to marry. But can you also, have you also noticed that the thing that you didn't lift your hand that you say you want to marry, do you know so that some has entered and they are coming out? Have you have anybody around your family who is married and they tell you their are problems and you don't feel like marrying? Yeah? Mm-hmm. Have, you ever, what, one? have you ever seen some marriage around your neighborhood that you say if this is all marriage is about, let me stay single. Have you ever seen one? Hallelujah. Have you ever seen a couple that fought until they all come back naked many years ago? we were in bed in power, and then I was driving that time. I don't know where was I living. I think I was living in Bawi. we normally was using the Jamestown Road. You go through Kalebu, and then there's some Lungu Lungu. Somewhere you pass there, and then some, do no you know Lungu, Lungu Those of you watching me on there, forgive me. Hallelujah. It is the point that forced me to say that. Amen. And then right at Jamestown, when we got there, I think I've said that several times. I, I was there, we were driving. I was in front and there was something, I was driving. And then I saw a woman run out, you know, their houses were closed by the roadside. He ran out naked. And the man too ran chasing him in the head naked. Jesus Christ. Other people started, hey, hey, hey. And then it has blocked traffic. Wow. Catch the woman in the center of the road, give her some blows. And carry her inside the room. The woman ran again. He chased her naked. How many of you want to have such a man? Hallelujah. (laughs) Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. Chase you. Hallelujah. I will never forget that thing. (laughs) Amen. And demonstrating it was more than a movie. Hallelujah. That's why you don't need. If you're able to shoot that one and add it to a movie, it will sell the best in everywhere. Hollywood cannot even produce a natural way of getting it. I say, wow. And if you are living in such a neighborhood, you I mean, if you see such a thing, a man beating you and chasing you naked, he himself is naked. And they don't care. Whatever is happening to that lady, I don't know her. I've never met her. And I don't even meet her tomorrow. I'll see her. It's as a result of the decisions and the choice he made. It has happened to her as a result of the choice he made. So let me start this way. That if you really claim you want to have a very peaceful marriage and successful marriage, then every good thing that will ever strive and survive the storms of life must have a foundation. Normally, when you go to any building like what you are living in, this is a complete building and the architectural drawing, and then project, and then they put it down. Now watch this. Um, you can see the beautiful columns painted in gold or yellow, depends on how they taught you about colors. Hallelujah! And having a nice golden doors and uh, nice ceilings and air conditions there, and nice flashy lights, whatever they call it, LED lights. All of them, you see them and they are standing there. These people are really showing off. This particular design, whatever they call it, uh, 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 ceiling design is showing off. And meant to come here, it's very loud. Try right? to tell how beautiful it is. And then the windows are trying to also show their, their beauty and all the rest. But there is something that holds the building. That if that thing is not there, all these ones has no future. But interestingly, that one, you don't see it. It is called the foundation. They dig in the ground. They cast the concrete. And then, when the other decorative things are coming, that one is buried. So, you don't see that one. But it is the future of this whole structure. In fact, your Bible said that. And my Bible said that. If the foundation is destroyed, what can the righteous do? And so, not just God is trying to use a kind of metaphors language saying that the way foundation is important for the survivor and the, and, the, and the durability of a structure. That is the same way that your life must have a foundation and the foundation should be there for the rest of your life to be built on it. So coming back to what we are talking now, if you really want to have a successful marriage, that a man will not chase you out of the bedroom naked because there are some that are not coming out. That woman was so bold to run away. Sometimes you will not be able to run, but you will receive the beatings inside. God is saying that in order for you to also have a very sound foundation, there must a sound marriage, there must be what? A foundation. Everybody say foundation. Everybody say foundation. And I'm saying that the foundation, nobody sees it. What are the foundation? For instance, what you are sitting here do, you are laying a foundation. Watch this. The day people are gathered, like what are witness here on Saturday and then you are going to, there to the designer to get your white gown. And then you have your nice shoe. You have never wear a crown, but that day you are going to wear a crown and all kinds of things. These are all the things about the ceiling and the air condition and the light and this one and all that. Jesus spoke, spoke about building that is built on a rock and the one that is built on the sand. And he said, all of them will go through the test. But the one that is standing on the rock, he said, the winds blow, the earth came, but it's standing. But the one that is standing on the sand, the same wind came and then he couldn't stand, it collapsed. So, when you come in and you are coming to do your wedding, it is the decorative part of the marriage. But make sure before you come in wearing the white gown, you have laid a foundation. So, I'm going to give you some key points for the foundation. It is it going to help for those who have married. Huh. <laughs> Uh, maybe Pastor Abed will help me. When you build a building and the foundation is weak and you want to strengthen the foundation, what do we call it? There's a term. Underpinning, okay? Underpinning or something. It means that you go and underpin. It means that you dig under, eh? try to support it and cast maybe more concrete to hold the weak one you cast already. So if you are not married yet, it's a foundation. If you are married yet and the foundation is weak, you are underpinning. Yeah. <laughs> whichever one hallelujah somebody say and how many of you are married here wait me, let me see okay you're quite married people so those of us who are married in case the foundation is not good there is nothing too late with god every time god will make sure that you make a way for somebody that is ready to turn somebody say amen Am I preaching to somebody here today? So, underpin is very, very, very crucial. One of the challenges we are having in our generation is a family life challenge. It's a major challenge. I'm telling you, you have no idea. You have no idea. It's international trouble. It's it's it's, it's a global crisis, major one. Hallelujah! I'm telling you, it's, some of them seem to have no solution. Oh yeah, yeah 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 yeah. And I pray that you will not add to that number. You will be one of the people that people look at your marriage and say, I want my marriage to be like this. So, to lay the foundation, let me go by this way. There can never be any successful marriage in the kingdom outside of Jesus Christ. Everybody say Christ. Jesus Christ is the foundation of every successful marriage. In the first point, and if you are watching me by air, you are not a Christian... I assume I'm talking to Christians, so you better find a way to believe what I'm telling you. Hallelujah. That in order to have a successful relationship and uh, court very well and marry very well, the foundation must be Christ. Somebody say Christ. Christ. Say that with me. Say Christ. Christ. The foundation must be what? Don't let that slip out of your mind. Put it in your head for the rest of your life. If I'm going to have a very peaceful marriage, if I'm going to marry successful, if I'm going to enjoy marriage, the foundation must be who? Jesus Christ. It means that before you marry, make sure you have Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. It is the base foundation for successful marriage. Oh, outside of Christ, nothing works. Tell somebody that. Tell them, tell them, tell them, tell them. Now, you will have a counterfeit temporal joy. You will fake it outside. You will wear the same dress. You will live in a nice house. It will not really cancel your prosperity. It is not going to cancel your, the nice car you should drive. But the joy of the Lord will not be there. Now, I am not talking about happiness. Because every happiness is temporal. Happiness is as a result of happenings. The things happening in your life can give you happiness. So when you lose that thing that brought you happiness, the happiness goes with the thing. What do we mean by that? If I give Yvonne a new iPad and his iPad is looking for, once he gets the iPad, what is going to happen to her? If the iPad fell into a well and sink, what happened to the happiness? So life cannot even depend on happiness. Happiness is as a result of happiness. But there is another thing called joy. Joy. And joy has nothing to do with the happiness around your life. It's the fruit of the spirit. So you can have the money. You can have a nice car. You can have a nice long hair. And you don't have joy. Let me tell you the difference between you that have Christ. And the guys you meet in the office. Who pretend that they are looking well and they are laughing. The difference between you is that you have something in you that they don't have. And when challenges come, you will see the difference. (laughs) We had this thing. Oh. This lady was a nice lady and was working, and we all know that what, what is he looking for? Have you ever had somebody commit suicide?" And then you ask the person, "What is he looking for? He has a nice house. He's in the office, is the managing director, why? Happiness gave her a nice car, but joy is not there. And when joy is not there, a little pressure you take your life. The reason why you are surviving things that. Others are trying to kill themselves. It's not about you. It's about what is inside you. I have seen, uh, normally, 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 sometimes, it's not very common in our environment, but you go to the West. When I say the West, like the U.S. And, and those countries, uh, so-called developed countries, who realize that. I've seen people go out with people, and the guy say, I won't marry you again, and they take their life. And some of you, 10 guys has have passed and gone and they were so bouncing like a stone. In fact, you don't even care now. now you are not even moved by what, what is happening. Are you getting what I'm talking about? There is something in the inside of you. Life has nothing to do with what is on the outside. It's what is in the inside. And the thing inside is what I'm talking about. The foundation of Christ. When Jesus Christ is in you, you can handle the very precious of life. The fair, The foundation you need to have successful marriage is what Christ. Somebody say Christ. Christ. <laughs> Somebody say Christ. Christ. <laughs> he said it in the book of John chapter fifteen verse five. He said, "Without me, you can do what?" <laughs> say that with me. Without me, you can do what? How many of you want to do something in life? Jesus said, "Without me, don't try it. You will start, but you don't finish. You will attempt, but you back off." He said, without me, you can do what? Nothing. I am the vine and he are the branches. He that abided in me and I in him. The same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do what? Talk to me. We can do what? Does it include marriage? Does it it include marriage? How many is nothing? And how nothing is nothing? He said, without me, you can do what? How many? Does it include marriage? It means that without me, you can't even style your head where? You will still go and style it, but it will not be attractive. Yeah. Without me. Without me, no matter how you design your beard, you will still look like. I didn't say anything, you put it there. Without me, you can do what? Look at someone and say nothing. Look at someone and say nothing means nothing. Nothing means what? It means that to have, if you, if you agree with that scripture, to have a successful marriage, Christ must be in equation. Foundation for successful marriage. Christ. Living a Christ-like life. Christ-like life. The safest man to marry is the one that fears God. The safest woman to marry is the one that loves God and fears God. Oh, man. Now, listen. I have seen recently there was something running on the media about a woman who has three children with a man and all of them are not the man's children. It is only a life outside Christ that will let you do that. Are you getting it? No, when you read it, it's not fixing. He was probably married to a very uh, wealthy man. He has make money. He has all kinds of things. And so the man too has money. But your money cannot give you a submissive wife. It means that, (laughs) let me tell you this, it is, okay, then that, 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 that validates my argument, Mm -hmm. that, what you need to stabilize your matrimonial home, or to marry a man, it's not money, if it is money, then that woman, what is he looking for? He was married to a star, money was coming without sweat, Everything you need is there. Cars, you have about 20. But still, there is no satisfaction in her. She will go and get pregnant and bring it to the man. Second one. So, they were interviewed the man and he said that he, he has raised children for 19 years. Life without Christ. No, it doesn't work. There was a story in Kofodia by a man who was so strict that her daughters, you he wouldn't let them go out. You go with the security. Heavy dogs and everything. Now, the guys that impregnated the girls, do you know what they did? They dress like women. dress like women. Have foam breasts and everything. Good morning, daddy. Yes, good morning. How are you? Oh, we are fine. Once you were a woman to visit his daughter, no problem. By man, you dare not. Don't even come. In fact, the house heaven, the gardener, garden boys, they come there working with police standing by them so that they won't even look at the girls. And how free that one is. After you dress like a woman, you enter the room and you remove your woman dress, you are free. <laughs> No restrictions on your life. Nobody's watching you. No security men are not there. If a the man will come and say, hey, uh, please get away from there. Uh, Joan, Angie, and Mary's uh, friends have visited. They're having a night. I leave them to have a night. Nice, and they're having a nice time. Hey. Now, it was not long. All the three girls were pregnant. These are the girls who doesn't go out. So they say, why are you pregnant? It's our father. Tell somebody Christ, Christ, tell somebody Christ. No, I say, look at somebody say, Christ, Christ, Christ. That's what you need Oh, Jesus Christ. Without me, you can do nothing. He thinks he can protect them. No. You see, the Adamic nature in us will naturally make us come up with a demonic plan. No matter the restriction. You don't need. when Christ is in your wife, forget about where she works. She can work in the disco and still be pure. Okay, let me go to the people here. Are you getting it? The equation there is what? Christ. Because when Christ enters you, and you start studying the word of God, and you start developing, there are some things. Now, now, now. Once you receive Christ, you receive appetite for his word. You want to hear the word preached. You want to read the word yourself. And so the word will enter your heart. And then say, the reason I have not seen is that I have hid your word in my heart. That is why, guys, sometimes you have to choose between money and the fear of God. It means that if two guys come, one has a designer beer, has golf too, with big speaker at the back, and when they pass by, everybody in who knows that your fiancé, brother Anumu Akuka, is coming. They say, Who's this so, uh, uh, guy? Uh, so, Joan's guy, him. he changed castle, and they come. There's a guy there who comes with Okada. If guy will stop and say, and then he has to find a way to sort it out. Coming there, he's a student, he's trying to uh, struggle to go to school in the university, and then uh, things are very difficult, and sometimes to even get Gary is very difficult, and then he's also coming around and uh, contending with somebody with a big speaker at the boot. <laughs> And he fears God, and he comes and asks you things like, "Have you able to pray today? Uh, what did you learn in your devotion? Can we share it?" And this guy came and said, "Well, today is Lavae. Today is holiday." And then come. I want us to go and have a lunch at Labadi Beach. And then, uh, you remember the dress you wear the other day? And this is the way they walk. You remember the dress you wear the other day? I mean, I I I just love those dress, and I want you to put on those dress. <laughs> The sisters know what I'm talking about. And then, and then it comes around. And then, uh, uh, uh what do we call it? You say, remember that dress last time you were on the Valentine Day, that bless really kills me. And then you come there and you go there and then you sit in the Labadi uh, Beach Hotel and then it's calling uh, the waiter and say, please, um, um, ask uh, what he want. And then you brought a moth and he said, I don't like the taste of the He Say, what do you want? And he said, oh, um, can I get uh, what do we call it? Uh, uh, uh Irish what? <laughs> Uh, Irish something, and you know it, hallelujah. And then he break the Irish something and he say, I don't like the test. And he say, what if I, he say, please, give anything that you are there. But this your brother. This other guy is struggling to pay Okada. But he fears God. Give them seven years. Because the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. And wisdom is the foundation for sources. No matter how a man is down, if the fear of God is there, he will rise. Somebody say Christ. Christ. Without me, you can do what? It's in the book of Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse number 12. Okay, let me read from verse number nine so that you understand the pretext of the say. He said, Two are better than what? That has to do with the law of two. The law of two is in the Bible all throughout. God has always used the law of two. The law of two is very powerful law. Hallelujah. That once somebody joins you, it brings expansion. He said, Two, one will chase after a thousand, and two will put ten thousand to flight. So there's something about the law of two that moves you from addition to multiplication. When you are one you are only entitled for 1,000. The moment you become two, you become entitled for 10,000. So it's applied also on a agreement prayer. When two touch and agree, it means that the speed of my prayer that goes with 1,000 meters per hour, when I call you to agree with you, it moves with 10,000 meters per hour. So the law of two, and here he applied the law of two in Corinthians. He said two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. That is for the men who are supposed to marry and they are not married yet. This is a very good scripture. Hallelujah. You don't need money to marry. You need the word of God. Amen. Just have to be somebody who has a vision. Now watch this. Huh? don't don't, don't, to, don't just sit your life and say, as for me, I'm trying to work and build my house and then store some money in the bank and then I can marry. Now, once that becomes the foundation for your marriage, that becomes what you depend on to marry. Once you lose those, you lose your marriage. There's nothing wrong in getting those things. But it shouldn't be the reason why you are getting married. Amen. No, it shouldn't be the reason why you are getting married. Hallelujah. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. What is going to happen to them? He said that if they fall. This is why you have to make the right choice. If they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. What about the one you go to choose? He's already down. The man is falling already and you also have gone to join the man. He said, if they fall, what will happen? One will lift up his fellow, but woe unto him that is alone. When he falleth, he have not, one, he, he have not another to help him up. It is still dealing with the law of two. Now, watch this. And the verse in my levi said that again, if two lie together, this is for marriage people. Hmm? If you don't have marriage, they roommate. It. But it's better to get this one. If two lie together, they have heat. Wow. I can close with this. Have you noticed that if you have a girlfriend, a boyfriend, you go and visit him, you can't lie together. Huh? You can't sleep together. You can only do what you want to do and everybody goes. So you enjoy temporal short time heat. I'm going to be very practical as I come to you. Because you know what I'm talking about. You remember the day you visit your boyfriend? You left her after three hours. Maybe three hours is too long. You only go to the bed to do what you want to do when you come out. But the Bible says this one, they lie together. It means that if I go to bed around 8 o'clock, I have to wake up around 4. And between the 4, we are lying together. So, so this boyfriend-girlfriend thing, it doesn't work at all. It, it, it's all kinds of things. And so that you can finish and then you are going through the rain to your house. At Least somebody remember what I'm talking about. There's one person who remember what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. And the rain is beating you. And because you went to his house, he's at home and you were through the rain. By the time you go to your high hill, hill has to remove because of the rain you are walking inside. Your leather shoe has spoiled all kinds of things. Oh, may the Lord have mercy on you. And turn some things around now. Watch what I'm saying now. Hallelujah to Jesus again. If two lie together, then they have heat. But how can one be warm? Hello. Tell somebody, get ready to marry. Marry, go and marry. These are the benefits. Hallelujah. Get ready, go and get married. The next verse says that, hallelujah. If you, you, you see, the reason why you don't have the hunger to marry is that you have not been reading the Bible. If you read this scripture, you begin to pray seriously and get married. If one prevail against him, two shall withstand him. And a threefold court is not quickly what? But I thought we were talking about two. How did the Bible came into what? share one. What foundation am I talking about? So in marriage, for you to be successful, the first cord is the man. The second cord is the woman. And there's another cord that binds the two together. It's called Christ. So the threefold cord that is not quickly broken is that (laughs) Christ must be the cord among the two of you that will bind you together. A threefold cord. Immediately he came here. He was talking about the law of two and he jumped to the law of three. And he didn't tell us what it is. By revelation, Jesus Christ must be the third cord. And it is only when Christ is there that it's not quickly what? Give me the NIV version. Somebody say quickly. It means that you can marry and quickly it will be broken. Huh? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three is not quickly what? Broken. A cord of three. What it's trying to say is that they wave the They wave it, The way they wave. Uh, uh, this one. Eh. Uh, when you take, the reason why you cannot easily break this one is that if you take a, a something, scissors and try to cut this one, it's easy. But if you wave three of them together eh, and you try to cut it, it's going to, you are going to struggle a lot before you cut it. So if, and even it is easy to cut the two, but it will not be easy for you to cut the three. If Jesus Christ is not in your relationship I don't care the designer BMI you are going to take. It has no future. It has no what? I didn't say future. I said it has no future. It has no future. Listen to me. I don't care what it is. Because the code will be broken in no time. There are two reasons why you must understand. One, the reason you need Jesus Christ as the code is that you have a background. You come from a certain family. You are dealing with some authors, and I'm talking to Africans, and I'm talking to Ghanaians, and I'm talking to Elwes, and Asantis, and Fantes and Ghana, and everybody has something dealing from their background, and some of the things you are dealing with, some of the people in your family couldn't survive it. So if you are going to survive, then you need Christ to survive Don't neglect the pictures you have seen in your family that you don't like. Your sister that has gone to marry, they are coming home. Not necessarily that they were bad girls. Not necessarily that they were not submissive. They were dealing with something beyond their natural capacity. Because I've seen women that also married to men. They were so submissive. They were so humble. They were doing the best a woman could do. And still, the men were not satisfied with them. Because they were dealing with something beyond their natural So when Jesus Christ is not in the equation, it cannot work. Some of you, some of us come from families that we never see our parents marry. No? You never grow up with your father and your mother. Never. It is not the equation. Hallelujah. Your father doesn't have time. All your father knows is to have sex but not to raise children. And that's what it is. So you are dealing with another side. So if you go and marry, if you don't take care, the same thing is going to come. A threefold cord is not quickly broken a threefold god the husband the wife and christ must be the third call that bind the couple together you can never have a successful foundation marriage outside of christ and i don't care what you are listening to me i don't care what your theological beliefs and convictions are that is what it is because marriage was instituted by god so only god can back it to make it work what are you doing are you clapping a three, four cord is not quickly what? Broken. Even when you start with Christ and at a point you neglected Christ, the cord has become two. It means that Christ must be the foundation and Christ must go all along with you. Does it mean you are not going to have problems? No. You are going to have problems. You are going to have differences and friction. But the third cord will always bring you back. The third court will always correct you. The third court will always say, don't continue getting angry with your wife. It is okay. It is now for you to forgive him. It is now for you to forgive her. The third court is the court that holds the two of you and binds you together so that you're not quickly broken. It means that when the third court is not there, you'll be quickly what? Broken. Foundation. Hallelujah. Somebody say foundation. What is the foundation for successful marriage? Christ. Amen. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. You need it for your background, for where you are going. There's another thing I want you to understand. Do you know that when we fall in love, we don't take touch light to check the other person's family? Huh? You don't even think about it. No, it's not something you think. Hallelujah. You don't think about it. No, you don't. Hmm. You don't think about it. Take uh, talk light. Okay. Okay, I love you. I want to marry you. Then you are checking. Uh, what is your family? What? Nobody does it. Love is love. Once you fall in love, you fall in love. Amen. And if everybody have to investigate everybody's family, nobody will be qualified. Because you that is looking at my family, your family is worse than my own. So who is going to marry who? So that's not the, it's not something you do. The important thing is not where I'm coming from. The important is the third core that came to join us. So the foundation of Christ do you, are you there with me? What is the foundation? The foundation is what? Wow. After Christ. After Christ, what else? Wow. Now I'm born again. I'm Sister Oja in the church. I pray to the cows, come home. I sink until dead is raised from the dead. Wow. And some of you and everybody here, if it is beauty... No problem. In our generation, if you don't have beauty, you can create it. Is there? I have never seen an ugly bride. Never. No matter how the sister look at the wedding day. I used to think it's only the glory that comes, but I realized that you can create it. Even if you have pimples in your face in the wedding day, it doesn't show. How they do it? Only God can tell. You come there, your lipstick, everything you can create. They can groom you. Groom me. Have you watched a lot of the preachers on, the, on, on, on the, some of the international television stations? There's no wrinkles in their face because the wrinkles can be removed. Now wrinkles is a choice. <laughs> if you don't want to be beautiful, it's you that don't want to. But there are people who can create it for you. People can remove their flat nose and make it pointed. It's easy. It's less than two hours. The nose lies like this. Before you know, it's like this. It's coming. Everything can be subject to change. Hallelujah. You can change every physical move. Now they, are, they can create big back for women. Don't you see it? I was in America and I was, I was flipping television. My wife I flipped something and I saw Hey, the thing is very serious. Hallelujah. They can cut something here and create breasts for you if you don't have one. Everything can be created character cannot be created. Now, all the big backs and the big front and the flat stomach and everything that you are doing, after you do all of them, I'm not against them. It's your choice. You will need character to sustain it. Why are you trying to get a breast and get a big back? So that you become attractive. The Bible said that one of the most serious statements God made in the Bible when someone was going to anoint one of the kings, one of the sons of Jesse for a king, is that when he got there, he almost anointed the wrong man. He chose almost under in place of David. And God said, Hey, he's not the one I've rejected him. And he says, etc. He said, Man, look at the outward. It is important that every girl must try to be attractive. Now, watch this. When you dress well, you will not may not get attracted to this guy but you can get attracted to this guy because beauty is in the eyes of the one looking at it. There are so many here in their heart, the way God created them, they get attracted to dark women. Some of them get attracted to fair women. Some of them get attracted to chocolate. Some of them get attracted to charcoal. Anyhow you are, you get attracted to somebody. How are you laughing? Hallelujah. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Now watch this. That is why when you are dark, you don't need to change to become fair because not every man loves a fair, colored woman. The way you are created, God knows who. He has put something, another man that will get you attracted. Someone slim, someone big back, someone flat back, someone big stomach, someone flat stomach. It depends. Everything, Everybody is amazing. Have you ever met a couple and you wonder how they got married? I met a man in Amsterdam, very short man. My wife very tall. Told me, that's my wife. He has to even point <laughs> to show the wife. Hallelujah. I'm very, very serious one. And I wonder how that man got a woman to marry. But for some reason. For some reason, for some reason, when I ask her, what's her? actually, he was a preacher, when I asked him, hey, man of God, your wife, he said, the oil. oil. yeah, he said, he carried oil. So one of the also ways to get a good woman is to make sure you carry what? Oh, watch this, watch this. Oh, so you have to look good. Don't, don't, don't hide behind Christianity, and don't hide behind spirituality. If you have to do your hair, do your hair, because among all the things about your spirituality, also physically, there is something that will attract you to a man. You can't deny that one. And I'm going to go that, I'm going to come to that point in a second. There is something that will get you attracted to a man. If you have to do the makeup, make it, hallelujah. Not three layers, you can do one layer. It's okay, like fasting time like that. Because some of you do the layers until even removing it, it becomes a problem. <laughs> hallelujah. So just do one layer. And then if you makeup, make it up, there's nothing wrong with that. Hallelujah. Just look good, look attractive. Because the Bible, even your hair is very crucial. The Bible says the glory of the woman is his hair. I mean, if you are married your husband, or anytime, listen, give attention to what you do and your husband comment about it. If you go to the saloon and you go and do this big, big raster, he doesn't say anything. If you go and do this hair and then he come and say, wow, I like your hair. Once you hear your husband comment about something, reinforce that one. Reinforce it. it means that Do that one regular. If you cut your hair and you say, I like this one. Once he does it, get that. Because this one I'm talking to you as a man. If you're a woman, you don't know. I'm talking to you as a man. Only a man can tell you who a man is. Are you hearing something here today? So get that one. I'm coming to hit your point. Don't don't just don't just hide behind Christianity and then you are not doing your hair. You are not making up. You are not looking attractive. I'm telling you, you can put your husband, or your husband off. It is a means for adultery, because anything you are not ready to produce, another woman is producing it. And your husband is not a dog in a cage. He moves out. He works in a company. If your husband works in a bank, there are girls who work in a bank who are not married looking for a married man. Okay, let me turn to the people here. (laughs) There are also girls who are not married looking for somebody. Are you getting it? I'm going to show you our second. I'm I'm going to talk about the challenges of our generation. When I was going to get married, the challenges I was facing, you, you are facing worse than me. I'm going to show you in a second. The reason why our, our grandmothers marry and they were able to stay with our grandfathers in poverty is that the pressures we are facing that they don't face it. For instance, I'll give you an example. When I married first, there was no mobile phones. Today, the new statistic that is coming is showing that a lot of couples are married to their phone. So that phone is breaking communication in the home. It takes discipline. Because some of you, when you wake up, the first thing you pick is your phone. Sometimes your husband wants to kiss you and you are browsing. Is that what they call it? Huh? Pra, 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 pra. And the thing is, eh, it's so much demonic addictive. That sometimes when you phone got missing, as if your body is gone. As if your life is missing. It takes, some, it takes a lot of training and psychological mental development to put a phone aside. Phones are not making people read Bible. There was a couple who came to me complain. complained. The man said, he said, Prof, sometimes we are having sex and then his phone will ring. Can you imagine you're on duty, your phone has rang. And then by the time he finished the call, my appetite is gone. It is happening. It is happening. It is seriously happening. So I'm going to deal with that on our second session and God see you that some of the things we are going through uh, we think that we have to solve it by prayer. It's not prayer. You hide behind prayer, and now I'm going to talk about after the foundation of crime, you will need character development. Wow. Character development. Charisma is a gift. If a guest stand to sing in a church and say, please stand up and give the Lord a wave. And then obviously some people they don't struggle. They give the Lord a shout. And today I want to tell you that God has a word for you. And God is going to give you a minister to it a very special way. And the phonetics and the fluency of the English language. And when it starts, and it starts, ha ah, ah, ha. Ah, ah. Oh, Jesus and then you cannot do it And then, that is called charisma it's a gift he doesn't struggle for it he naturally flows with it are you getting what I'm talking about some of you you have charisma of walking the way God designed your leg when you put it in a high heel and you are walking your steps can make people hit their car behind other people's car it's charisma natural the high heel everybody can wear it, but someone they are walking it, they attract attention the way you take the steps and move. Oh, Jesus. Some two walk like that, double, double but the time they take one step. They have to take and shake it. All the difference are there. It's not the same. Are you getting what I'm talking about? It's not the same. Even men, when they are wearing shoes, it's not the same. Some know how to walk in the shoe. Some two, when they are coming to an executive, Some to when they are walking, as if they are in a hurry uh, to go and be slaughtered. Different things are happening. Now, that charisma is a gift. God give it to you. It's naturally a talent from your inside. You don't struggle to do it. But character is not a gift. Number two, nobody can pray for you to get character. Character must be cautiously and naturally developed. So charisma is a gift, but character must be developed. What do you mean by that? Okay, it's a good place to give the Lord a clap of it. It means that there are things in your life that are a threat to successful marriage and that must be dealt with you are very spiritual sister you are very charismatic you know how to talk but when you get angry it means that that area must be given some attention you are very nice girl you are in a church you can move about you have all the shape your back your breasts Everything is standing. You are the choice of every man. But you can accept two men's proposal. You are going out with John. And then Bismarck show up with another car. And when Bismarck say he loves you. Lack of good character has made you also accept Bismarck's proposal. Character. I want to make a very powerful statement here. Character is the security of every great destiny. It's the security of every great destiny. So guys, all this marital crisis we are having in our generation, it is not charisma, it's what character. And sometimes, the more pretty and beautiful you are, sometimes, the more you should work on your character. On this note, I'm going to take you through a journey of character. Hallelujah. Somebody say Character. How many girls in the church don't have character? All right. Let me tell you something. Look at me. Whilst you are going and coming, you are writing your testimony. One day somebody has to recommend you in a secret that you have no idea. It's very crucial. Character has to do with different things. Where you talk, where you act, where you are there with people. You're coming to church, your attitude in church, you are in a choir, people know you for this. I was in my son's school, and they were doing graduation from maybe, what is it, from primary to form five or from something to something, are you getting the point? They were, they were, they were, they were doing graduation, six formers were graduating. There is a young guy there that the teachers mention your name, you come for certificate, the, the, the upper six people are going for university. And when they call you, then they read about your character, credentials, at where you go to school. And when they call one guy, there was one lady he called, and he said, this girl is the most disciplined girl in the school and his class. And when he mentioned, he said, before even read the character, the whole school give the girl a standing ovation and started clapping and I said, what? and I learned something from there. I should have taken that picture and come and show it to you. That you, when even they ask people to stand for you, they sit down. And those who are standing say, you think I'm, even though I'm standing, I'm sitting in my heart. <laughs> for full respect. In the book of Genesis chapter 24 and verse number 10, I want to give you a story that validates the point I'm making. Genesis chapter 24 and verse number 10. Abraham is now a wealthy man. God has blessed him under covenant. He has waited for God for over 30 years, and God has given him a son. His firstborn son that came as a result of his wife's orchestration, Ishmael, has been driven away from the house. Isaac is now grown. He's about 40 years or thereabout, getting to 40. And Abraham said, I don't want my son Isaac to marry from where she is in the environment. I want you to go back to my hometown where God covenanted with me. And so he called a servant and he sent him on a mission. Let's read the story. Okay, come to verse number 8. They will understand it a little bit for clarification. And if a woman will not be willing to follow you, then thou shalt be clear from this oath. So if you even make an oath with a servant, it's called Eliezer, to go and find a wife for Isaac. Only bring not my son Tida again. Go to the next verse. Hallelujah next verse. And the servant put his hand under the tithe of Abraham, his master, and swear to him concerning that matter. So he swear. Abraham was determined that the master. So this is the case. Huh? Somebody who has served me, like this man that's around me, has served me for years. He's the first servant of his house. Now, come to verse number two, and let me show them something. We'll come again to verse number nine. Verse number two. Abraham said unto his elder servant of his house, the rule over all that he had. Put, I pray thee thy hand under my thigh. He ruled over all that he had. Abraham was the most successful man in his time. In fact, he has over 300 bodyguards and security personally in his house. This man we are talking is the one that ruled over everything. He is the demonstrator and in charge of his like He's called the chief of staff. Everything... Abraham is not interested in who is, must be paid and who must get a car and who must get a donkey. This man has to rule well. His, Abraham said to his elder servant and is the elder. It means that when they use the word elder is a the leader of all the people in the house. Come back to the come back to verse number uh, 10. And so this guy is sent to go and the servant took 10 camels. Wow. He's going to find a wife. How many camels did he took? Don't forget 10 camels. Everybody say 10 camels. Say it very loud. Say 10 camels. Yeah. And why you say 10? Doesn't mean I'm going to marry a camel. No, say 10 camels. Yeah. Now Abraham took how many? And the servant took her 10 camels of the camels of his master. So how many camels does Abraham have? Wow. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Powerful. Abraham is going to get a wife. Oh. Introduction to get a wife. The woman they are going to look for is not yet found. She's around Porter City listening to my message. An orchestration and a plan is being made and the woman is going to be looked for. The richest man in his time. We, in the context of your environment, Bill Gates has sent one of his seven, go and find a wife for my son. And he's on his way to Ghana. Watch this. And the servant took ten camels uh, of the camels of his master and departed. For all the goods of his master were in his hand. Everything is in his hand. And he arose and went to Mesopotamia, unto the city of Naho. Watch this. Hmm. And he made his camels to kneel down without the city by the well of a water. So when he arrived at Portis, at the first gate, there was a well, they didn't have pipe water, so there was a well, which was very crucial at that time. And remember, the reason why he went to the well, the wisdom is that it's women that come to the well to fetch water. And if any woman can come there and fetch water, it's a hard-working woman. Yeah. So the man right from the introduction to look for a wife was looking for a hard-working character, developed woman. Because the lazy ones don't like to go to the way. Yes. Watch this. That's the first thing. You could have stopped at the marketplace and everything because a lazy one can go to market but they don't want to go and fetch water. Mm. But he alighted at the well. So he kneeled down without the city uh, by the well. Without the city means outside the city and the wells are not in the city. It is uh, if you live in Porter's house, Porter's city, you must go and fetch water at maybe Ganama Soccer Academy or go to Pram Pram or go to Miocho there. That is so you must walk a distance to go and fetch water. You go with a pot. I'm talking. Look at someone say character development. And he made the camels to kneel down without the city by the word of a water. At the time of the evening, evening, even the time that women go out to draw water. Women. Watch it in the next verse. Watch this. Hmm. And he said, oh, Lord God of my master. Now he prayed. He's going to covenant with God because the God, the master that sent us, a covenant with God. So he has to go to the God of his master, the God of his master Abraham, and talk to him concerning this matter because Abraham has made him vow that if you don't get a wife, if you can't find Yvonne and can't find this one, don't come here. Remember, his master's wife was so beautiful that at the age of seventy, the master was afraid they would kill him. So if I bring in a woman to the house. We have to check the one you are bringing. (laughs) Because the standard is very high. I'm preaching. And he said, oh, Lord God of my master, I beg you, I pray this, send me good speed this day and show kindness to my master Abraham. This is his prayer. Now he has finished praying. So By my master Abraham, I said, we show kindness by, don't let me waste time on this. I don't want to stay here for long. You are the one that can provide me. Bring speed, a woman. That I can get. Watch this. The next verse. Watch this. Behold, then you made a covenant. He said, I stand here by the well of water. And the daughters of men of the city came out to draw water. He said, All the girls, the young girls, the queresters, the horses. Those who work in a bank and those who work with the oil company, long hair, their suit is by their, their uh, Hyundai pony. And then they are walking, in their car, some red car. And they are all coming to fetch water. And the man is making a vow that when they come up, he said, the daughters, he still doesn't know the woman yet. But he's laying a standard of a character. And he said, when they are coming, the daughters of men, the city came out to draw water. Look at the next one. Look at what he said. He said that, and let it come to pass. ha. Let it come to pass that the dumpster, the young girl who was in oil company bank. To whom I shall say, when I say to that girl, let down thy pitch. Your border, you're going to fetch water. And I beg you that I may drink. So I'll ask water from the girl. I may drink. And she shall say, drink. And I will give thy camel drink also. Ten camels. And each one can drink half barrel. I have four camels there. I have five. I lost one. Brought them all the way from Niger. They are young camels. They are not grown. When you take the paint rubber, like what you call thirty-four buckets, and you put it in front of one, two minutes, it's finished. <laughs> they would drink it like they are drinking it on a teaspoon. And remember, remember that's why I ask you to repeat ten camels, ten camels. So the man is saying that the woman that will come to the well. When I ask him, give me water, and ten camels are driven by ten men. So you must give all the ten men the other one water. And then when you finish, you serve all the ten camels. He said the one that will give me water to drink. And he shall say, and I will give thy camels drink also. Let the same be that together. get. Let the same be see that thou hast appointed for thy servant Isaac. And thereby I shall know that thou was so kindness to me. He said the girl that will come to the water. They are waiting for her in the house to fetch water. Can you imagine a modern hey, A bank girl coming to fetch water. and I said, Mean sense so my be my old servants. Now my buffo crown a send so my ten camels. Your nose look at somebody say character development, character tell somebody, it is you. I'm telling you, your own will not come in the form of Kameh, but it is the same style. God has no change. This is more for the sisters. The servants are the ones who serve well, and they are being sent by their master to go and get a wife. Mm. The reason I'm talking to you is that, how God made it. If you put the whole word, women and men together, the women are four times more than the men. God made it such a way that the character ones will be selected and stay in a happy matrimonial home so that the competition will be so strong that your character will have to prove and validate you for the position you require. You are beautiful, you are pretty, you have long hair, you speak good English, you went to Atemata, you proceeded to go to Lagos. you stopped Lagos and went to Tech, and from there you went to Oxford, you finished year. now you are doing your master's degree, but! And the thing has gone into your head. Let's check it. The guy has made a vow. He has put in it that there. He's not sitting on the way. The time has come for people to fetch water. The moment he finished, according to the next verse, and it came to pass, before he has done speaking, on Kasekram Yen, behold, Rebekah came out, who was born to betwe, the son of Milka, the wife of Nahor. He related to Abraham, Abraham's brother. So the girl that came was Abraham's family member, with her pitch upon her shoulder. So Geli, I'm a boss, in the back. This girl, you see you come with a pinch, the girl with the pitch, the boat, those days. You see, the girl, come. he's coming to fetch water. When the man finished, this beautiful damsel who works in the bank has appeared. Works in oil company. Taro. Sit in a computer with his office. The door, we don't use lock, hand touch, pull, they open. <laughs> you should come in and this girl appeared. What's a woman that has been trained where? And that has been advice, and he has taken advice and he's demonstrating the character. Watch this. And the damsel was very fair, very beautiful, a virgin. Neither had any man no hair character these are all things i'm going to reinforce when i come the girl was the number one the bible talks about uh, if bible says you are beautiful you are beautiful the bible says, and the damsel was very fair 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 and and uh, 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 fair to look upon hey, for me come amplify verse here for me amplify i'm me amplify, say me amplify adiano, huh? and the girl was very beautiful and attractive ha huh? and modest <laughs> One of the things that has shocked me in the kingdom as I travel over the world is ugly girls that are disrespectful. <laughs> ugly guys that nobody can talk to them. Listen, give me the message Bible. Let me see what the message Bible will say about this young girl. character. The girl was stunningly beautiful <laughs> Pure virgin, pure. Some of the virgins are virgin, but it's not pure. This one is very, very pure. It means that they are virgins and they are pure virgins. Look at somebody say, "Which one? Which position are you?" Don't 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 demand an answer. You just ask and turn your eyes. Are you getting the point now? Oh Lord God will help us. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. Somebody Somebody say the blood. Somebody say the blood. Somebody say the blood. The blood. The blood. The blood. Give me the GNT Bible. I'm preaching good. Don't stop me at all. I'm preaching good. I'm preaching good. She was very beautiful young woman and still a virgin. Okay, come back to King James. Hallelujah. Amen. And the Bible said in King James Version, it said, the damsel was very, very, was very fair to look upon, a virgin. Neither has any man know her. And she went down to the well and filled her pitch and came up. The well has her steps. So you go down. And when you finish fetching it, it is easy to go down, but why you carry the water and you are climbing? God is telling all the things the get us to go through to marry to a worthy man who fears God. This one, the credentials are, the man is not only worthy, he is a God-fearing man. Probably the most God-fearing man on earth because he was the only one god fears. my friend. A man walking on the ground and God said, Madame Fene, papa we," And the servant ran to meet her. And she said, let me, I beg you, drink a little water of thy pitch. First character test. Excuse me, what did you say? <laughs> there is another thing you have in- every right to insult. A woman has gone to fetch water. You, the man. You saw her walking down the water. I'm talking about modern 21st century Porter City girl who has descended a step to go and fetch water and came up, and you, the man with biceps and triceps, has come and said, "Give me water." To say, "Excuse me, no be my thing. I cannot say Can you? What's it there? What's it be? How they?" I said, oh, "I'm sorry." Say, well, I said, "Why lock it?" No, no. The, the action will let you pause your words, and then you say, "Why?" But in case you continue, I say, "Missy, my missus," I say, "Ah, no, no, say it they go see the? <laughs> And just you declare first. So I Tell somebody character development. Character. It will be tested. It is what you need. Thank God for prayer. But there's no substitute for character. Your beauty can take you to marriage. Character will bring you back home. And if everyone is not clapping, he's the one I'm talking about. Your beauty, it can take you to a happy, promising marriage. When people are standing here doing wedding and they're exchanging vows, I sit there and I say, Do they have character? Because wedding is three hours, marriage is a lifetime. I'm preaching. You, you will not fail. Look at the way you address them. man. what the man finished. The girl said, And she said, Drink, my Lord. And she hasted and let down her pitch. Come to the New International Version. <laughs> drink, my Lord. And she said, and quickly lowered her jar to her hands and gave him a drink. Look at the next one. Look at what he did. Look at what he did. After she has given him a drink, she said, the man didn't request her. So she said, I will draw water for your camels too. She didn't yes. It was the man's prayer. It was a prayer. Once again, me, more Have you seen that? All of them can I know. Because when God starts working on you, prayer, clapping becomes very difficult. Some of you are sitting here, my daughters, you are beautiful, but I know the problem is character. I know. The way you pray here, if it is prayer that must solve the problem, you have enough prayer in your prayer bank. Character. You that is watching me from the nations of the world, hear me. If you sack that woman, you will still go for another one. Your character will drive him away. Drive her away. I'm not talking to the girls alone. Bad character, guys. It's more serious. The witchcraft of a man is a combination of ten of women. That's what it is. If a man doesn't have a character, it's a serious one. Adultery. Do you know why you are committing adultery? You don't, do you know why you are fornicating? It's character. Character development. Character. You don't need to be a Christian not to fanicate. You don't need to be a Christian.